Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. It's my calming. It's my calming voice right now. So So you, you read the coffee bean, you brought this book back. I did. Thank you very much. Is actually you were hundred percent correct. It was a quick read. I mean, literally I sat down and I just kind of devoured it. I mean, concepts are simple, but totally just kind of gives you a framework and just really outlines it. And, you know, I really never thought about things like, you know, this. So I think that it actually it was actually very, you know, beneficial. And uh, so thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't tell you. I'm actually very excited about tonight, about recording. I didn't know that <laughs> I was coming in and you got a good story to share about being an egg. I do. And yeah. it's been a very, very good story that you were sharing. I'm like, you have to sit down. We got to record this because this is very meaningful <laughs> and powerful. And But the Coffee Bean book by John Gordon and Damon West. Uh, this is one of my, I would say, one of my pillars, one of my uh, cornerstones mm-hmm. is this book. And I've been living this, but I just never really had a way of explaining it, of making people smile, changing the environment. You can either be an egg, a carrot, or a coffee bean. And the way the book describes it is the carrot, you put it in a boiling pot of water, sort of like your environment today. Mm-hmm. Boiling pot of water is very volatile, violent, or whatever adjective you want to use for it. And you drop a carrot into it, and what happens to the carrot? It gets soft. It gets soft, but it still looks like a carrot. It doesn't it doesn't lose its physical appearance, but the inside gets soft and mushy. Mm-hmm. You put an egg into a boiling pot of water. What happens to the egg? Gets hard. Gets hard. The inside gets hard. Yeah. The outside looks like an egg still. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes on the outside. Nothing changes with the appearance, but the inside hardens up. Put a coffee bean into a boiling pot of water into that violent, volatile area. What does that coffee bean do? It changes the environment around it. And and did the environment change you today? Yes. I. Why? Okay, so here's here's we're going to protect names. We're, we're going to protect, protect names. We're going to protect names, but yes. but the situation. Kyle, you know me. I'm a creative sort. Okay? Unbelievably creative. <laughs> Thank you. It's my outlet, and I try to exhibit creativity wherever I am, whether you know, home, uh, personal life, the workplace. I always try to bring just, I guess, another element and another dimension, you know, to whatever I'm doing. Okay. And I take a lot of pride in the things that I do. And especially when I'm exhibiting creativity and I go through an entire process to, you know, kind of come to what I want to do, you know, it, it takes a while, but I'm, I'm proud of that. So case in point, there was a, a contest at work where we had to do a what they called a pitch video that 
they were challenging you to be creative about. Because normally like a pitch video is just somebody getting in front of, you know, a camera and talking about a particular topic and it's just more conversational. It's it's and you, maybe you highlight some of the features and benefits of why somebody would go with your company, you know, to move forward, you know, with a particular product or service. Okay. Well, they challenged us and they said, "We want you to be creative." So, I took the time. I sat down. I wrote a script. I decided to try and repurpose some things that I had acquired um, over the years. So I thought, oh, you know, Alice in Wonderland theme. I make a really great Red Queen, let me tell you. (laughs) Queen of Hearts. So wrote a script. I got dressed up, put makeup on, which you can ask anybody, Bev, don't wear makeup. Okay, so... Got all dressed what, what up. What are you smiling at over there, Miss No Makeup Queen herself? Hey, you know what? You too. Sarah's also saying that. I'm high-fiving Sarah right now. She's going to talk on the microphone by then today. <laughs> oh, yeah, she will every time it does happen. So I got all gussied up, if you will. I put on the, you know, the, the costume, got into character. My daughter was, you know, kind enough to play the role of Alice, got into her uh, her, her costume and in her, into her character, we actually repurposed some things that I had made for her sixth birthday. We actually, my husband and I made these card soldiers. I mean, like out of like poster board and wood and like, I mean, if you look at the detail on them, it's pretty amazing. So my son held them up like in back of us. It's kind of like a, a cool like backdrop and you couldn't see him. And then my husband went ahead and taped us. So we went through, we were in character, we were having fun, we really went that extra mile. And so I thought, okay, my submission, that's, that's going to be really good. Like, I've got a shot at this. And I showed some of my colleagues, and they were like, oh my gosh, Bab, this is amazing. And you put so much effort, and you put yourself out there, because here you are, like, you know, on camera, you're not hiding behind, you know, a, a, a track or what have you, and you know, you were acting, you were in character. Um, it was, it was bright. It was colorful. It was, it was fun. And that's what I thought that this contest was about. So today after lunch, I sat down at my desk and I opened up my email and there was a, an email that was, you know, had the exclamation point like urgent. And it said that it was going to announce the winners. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, kind of, half-heartedly I'm chuckling to myself and I opened it up and to my dismay I didn't win the grand prize which I was like oh okay well maybe you know somebody else submitted something better but then I started to look at all of the like runner-ups Kyle I didn't even place I didn't even place I didn't even I didn't even get any recognition and I was just I sat there And I could feel myself truly in my insides harden up because I was like, are you kidding me? I I went to all of this trouble and creativity to do this and I engaged so many people and there were so many elements and it was so well put together. And then I said to myself, okay, Bev, go ahead and let's, let's click on the winner. And when I clicked on the winner's link to see his video, it was literally him reading off of a script like a robot with no inflection in his voice, no passion, 
nothing. And he just won. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's, that's what I lost to. And then I started to look through like the rest of the videos. There was one gal, she didn't even submit a video. She submitted just her voice, just a track of her talking about the particular topic. And I was like, okay. And you even, (laughs) you even got a place, you know? And it wasn't about the monetary. It was more about, especially starting this job. The and the amount of effort that you put right. into it. And you fit all the requirements that was asked. Right. But I didn't, I didn't get anything from it. So I felt myself start to harden up. I really did. And, you know, I, I had to have a gut check. I actually reached out to one of my colleagues and I literally said, can you, can you do me a favor? Like maybe I'm overreacting. You know, maybe I just have too much of a vested interest in this. I don't know. Maybe I'm too close to it. I said, can you please just watch my video and watch the guy that won? And just, I mean, honestly, like, do I just need to back it off? And my colleague said, Bev, I was bored by like the, you know, second eight on his. And he's like, yours was just like this complete, well put together masterpiece. Like, Here's the thing. If it didn't fit all the parameters, could they have maybe even used it as kind of like a basic training video to show people like, here's, here's what we're talking about. Here's the topic. You know, like I kind of tried to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but I I was trying to make it more simplistic in nature because you know, when you're at, at work, sometimes people go ahead and they take these, these complex, you know, situations and concepts. And sometimes you just, you need it brought down to like layman's terms right real conversation right Mm -hmm. so that's what I tried to do and I tried to make it fun and whimsical and what have you so I guess today after you know I, I sat there after all of this and I just I thought about the book and I thought about I'm the egg today I am the egg and I don't want to be the egg I hate being the egg that's just not it's not me how did did it make you feel like nauseous and you had like uh, I'm closing my eyes because I picture mm-hmm. these feelings. I've had this happen. I've had this happen myself recently. And you just want to say, F this. Yes. And 100%. Just close shop. I'm not going to deal with any of this. I'm, I'm trying to be a team player. I'm trying to make others mm-hmm. become better. I'm sacrificing my maybe pride or my, you know, I'm being exposed. Yeah. Which you were. I saw the video and I didn't want it to end because it was very, very well done. Thank it you. was it was amazing. <laughs> Thank I was you. watching it and just in awe of how awesomely done this was because mm-hmm. I've seen these videos, these these videos in the industry that you're in, and they're usually just some clowns reading yeah. off a card verbatim, and there's no going outside the box. Mm-hmm. There's no individual style to it. It's cookie cutter. It's the same. It's literally like watching the same shape of Play-Doh fall out of the, the cutting machine. Right. And what you did there was completely different of what any other video that I've seen in this industry. And it was, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But it changed you. It hardened mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And you felt like crap because it, it did. Did you feel let down like you let yourself down that you got that angry over it? Well, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to put yourself out there, you know, like sometimes, you know, I, I always tell people I'm a very shy person and they laugh and I'm oh, like, really? yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey, me fooled. laughs> but, 
but it's hard. It's, it's sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there. And so when you do, when you expose your vulnerabilities or, you know, you, you know, you just, you take a chance and then, you know, nothing comes of it or it disappoints you, you know, you just, it, it just, it just, it's, you frustrated. And I just felt like I really, I took a chance because it's a new company that I'm with. Um, they don't know me. I'm trying to make a name for myself. I'm trying to show people because honestly, I'm one of the older individuals that work there. And you're not that old. I mean, you, you and Sarah are considerably older than me, but you're not that oh, old. Oh, here we go. Right, Sarah? God, <laughs> God bless you, Sarah. I tell you. I thought she's going to throw the book at me. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm I'm working with a lot of people that this is their first job. They're in their early 20s and this is their first job. And I've been around the block. I've worked at a lot of places. I understand expectations. I take a lot of pride in the job that I put forward. And I'm really trying to make this work because this is, this is something different for me. I have to, I'm trying to think outside the box. I'm trying to make a name for myself, not only with management, but with my customers. So to put myself out there, and I don't know, maybe I was looking for some recognition. And then to not even get recognized. You know what I thought too was interesting. I had asked my, my boss, my, they call him a destination type manager. And I asked him and I said, so what did you think of my video? And he was just like, oh, I'm going to have to look at it again. Well, Kyle, if you saw that video, which you did, you'd remember it. I show it to other people. Right. It's really good. Yeah. But my point is he didn't even look at it. Like when I asked him, like I could tell by his, the, the intonation of his voice and just the fact that he couldn't recall and he's got a smaller team and not a lot of people had gone ahead and actually um, sent in submissions from his team because basically he had to pick one, he had to pick a favorite from his team and then all these other sub areas had to pick their favorites. So it, it was just disappointing overall. So nonetheless, I felt like the egg and I don't like that feeling at all. Because I think I'm usually more like the coffee bean, where I'm trying to change the environments that I'm in, making them more positive, you know, bringing people together. Um, I think I describe myself as like a bridge builder. That's usually what I try to do. So it was just it was just a difficult day today. Has that, hap- has that happened before where you felt that, where you've put everything into it, even though this could be a... In, in the major scheme of the world, this is a very, very small, <laughs> small percent, but you put 100% into that small percent and you receive no recognition. Has this happened before? Oh, numerous times. Numerous times. And I think that's get, the Do you get the same time. feeling? Yeah. It's, it's kind of this empty, disappointing, you know, feeling that you get. And it hardens you because, you know, like we were talking about, it makes you not want to participate. It makes you not want to go the extra mile because what's in it for me? I'm going to put myself out there again next time. Possibly be ridiculed or, or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, even if my, now it's interesting because I did go ahead and show this to one of my other bosses. Cause where I'm at, you get multiple bosses and the guy thought it was great. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. And I have my one-on-one tomorrow with him. So I'm going to be having a little chat just to kind of express myself in a professional type manner. But 
everybody everybody in life wants to be accepted. They want some recognition when they work so hard for something. They just want some recognition. Okay, fine. I didn't win a monetary prize, but it would have been nice to be like, wow, she's really got some talent. You know, we got we to gotta watch out for this one. I wonder what else she can bring in the table. I wonder how else she can bring the team together. Because that's typically what I would be doing is working on bringing the team together. I normally make it a point to call some of my colleagues when I can tell that they're down in the dumps. I'll just give them a call and I'll call them up and I'll tell them how awesome they are. And then they'll, they'll message me on Teams and they'll be like, you don't realize how much that meant to me today. I needed that because that's how I am. So that's why I have to get back to being the coffee bean and get rid of this egg feeling. So maybe I got egg on my face. I don't know. Does, does it look like that? Looks like scrambled eggs. <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from. It, it's yeah, and, thanks. And a lot of I'm going to say a lot of the listeners will probably completely identify with it because mm-hmm. people they throw themselves out there to give all. Yeah. And there's two words and one action. And I went over this with my my little guy. Started a new school, and I told him you have three words you have to do in one action. And that will be the defining moment of everyone that you meet in this new school. Three words, one action. Okay, the action, sh- open your hand up to shake it. Mm-hmm. My name is Kyle. My name's Kyle. Or what's your name? It's four words, but it's, I, I, was it called a contraction maybe? Right, is right. It? No? <laughs> I got my English proofreader <laughs> over here. But those are the three words of one action. And they they will change everyone's life because you are bringing something new in or you're bringing yourself out. The one action in two words is thank you. I get made fun of because the way I say thank you, there's, there's, why do you, why do you get made fun out of? Well, there, there's two really good friends. They always make fun of the way I say thank you. They're like, thank you. And I just say thank you. And, but I say, I guess I say it in two tones. I, We'll have to bring them in one day and ask them. But, yeah, they make fun of me how I say thank you. But I smile. Smile and say thank you. If I don't say thank you, I'm smiling. Because guess what? That might be the only smile that you're going to get today. For you. That I'm smiling. Or I would say hi. How are you? That's it. Three words. One smile. Hi, how are you? And you sending out messages, like the thank you messages, or someone sending you uh, just a real short thank you or a smile or you're mm-hmm. awesome how much effort did that take just to say that you're awesome or send a note smile doesn't take any effort but no. guess guess what the receiving power is you know it's it's a day changer because you could be having the crappiest day and you get that little tiny note mm-hmm. like that was awesome it's tremendous you know and especially with so many of us working from home you know, I, I was joking around with one of my colleagues today and, and uh, we had gotten another new boss and she's, you know, she's very energetic. Which How many I, bosses do you have? A lot. Oh my gosh, Kyle, a lot. <laughs> so there's like no direct report? Well, there's... Is it like office space? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I have to come in on Sunday. Thanks. Somebody got my stapler. <laughs> yeah. Your red swing line stapler. You should put it on your desk. You feel like Milton. Right. Pretty soon they're going to move you down to office room B, storage room B. <laughs> I love Milton. I love that that whole movie. Oh my Lumberg. gosh! Oh my gosh! I love it. Bev, what's happening? <laughs> but you know, I I had, I made a comment to my colleague, and I just we got this uh, this new boss, and she was asking him some questions and whatnot, and and he was just like, you know, he goes, I just miss being around people, and so I said, I go, do you want me to give you a hug? <laughs> And he's like, I could probably use one after working from home for so long. So again, to your point, it doesn't take much. It just takes a little bit of an effort. But how tremendous can you make people feel by just telling them they're doing a good job or, hey, something reminded me of you and I thought of you. People want to be thought of. People want to be recognized. Something so simple you know, and maybe that's maybe that's my hang up right now is that I want to be recognized. You know, I want to send this video out to my entire class and maybe I will and just say, you know what, guys, other people didn't appreciate it, but I think you will. And I did share it with two of my classmates and they both told me that how amazing it was. One of the gals told me, she goes, I think you might be my most favorite person on the planet right now because of you know, what you did and how, you know, and I was just like, okay, and that might be going a little far, <laughs> but it obviously made her day. This other guy said, you know, I waited until the morning because I wanted, I wanted to start my day well. And I knew that if I watched your video, whatever you would bring to the table, Bev, it was going to make my day. He goes, and I wasn't wrong. So how good did that make me feel? On her, like on our bucks. Right. That's all I wanted. It's a simple, it's uh, an analogy I just thought of because I'm the king of analogies. Mm -hmm. It's how much effort does it take to turn on that light switch? And what does that do once you flip that switch on? Right. Changes the entire environment. The entire environment does, does, so. So Damon West and John Gordon say be the coffee, man, say be the light switch. Just go turn someone's light switch on Mm -hmm. and literally they're going to glow the entire room, brighten up the entire room. Pretty amazing. Such a simple concept. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. But means so much, yeah. so much. So thank you again for letting me borrow it. And like I said, it was such a quick read. And So that actually really happened. You, I tell you that. So, that, it's, that so it's real? Oh, so it's, it's real. real? So, so Damon West, he, he got a life sentence for uh, theft in Texas. He was a college scholarship quarterback, got himself hooked on drugs, wow. started stealing, and he got a life sentence, got 60-plus years in prison. And there was a gentleman named Mr. Jackson who told him while he was going through the prison, "There's you got three choices while you're in here. you got to be the egg, you got to be the carrot, you got to be the coffee bean. And he was sent to a uh, facility, uh, and he was the odd man out in, in jail. Everything is all segregation by by uh, skin color and gangs. That's wow. it. So you gotta conform. Wow. So you conform. You either conform, become soft. People, you become mush. People walk all over you, become hard. Right. And there's no one doing a carrot from once it turns to mush. That's it. There's right. no one doing a hard boiled egg. Once it gets hard, it doesn't mm-hmm. become natural again. So that's why you gotta be the coffee bean. And so Mr. Jackson told Damon West that story. And 
and gave him that lesson. Now Damon West is traveling around the country right now talking to schools and college football teams and corporations, and, but he definitely walked his miles. I mean, he got, he got paroled after six years. He walked his miles, and, and now he's you know, sharing his message as part of his life's calling, his mission. And uh, it's real, real story. If I'll send you the link if you want to listen to the podcast. Well, it changed my life. I remember listening to it, and a gentleman, Dr. Uh, Daniel Dodd, I went to go get a body scan just to see where I was at like with fat and body, body composition. Mm-hmm. This was way back in 2020, right before COVID. Okay. And uh, Dr. Dodd, he said, you got to listen to this podcast. You'll love it. I'm like, okay. So I looked it up while we're in the office, and I listened to it. It changed my life. It was the most powerful message. Uh, it was. It's called the Impact with Todd Durkin Impact Podcast with Todd Durkin. I tell everybody this. I, I've said it on this podcast. I tell people this all the time. I send them this. The coffee bean was the catalyst for LTs and my podcast where we did the three part, and which is another awesome story because two weeks ago LT calls me. Now mm-hmm. I was having one of those days where I was on the verge of, of getting hard of hardening up like the hard mm-hmm. pill egg. I, I volunteer, you know this, and I'm dealing with uh, parents. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, parents that have great ideas, but they don't do anything with those ideas, but they can tell you the great ideas. Sure. But that's just the, na- the nature of the beast of volunteering. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the accepted collateral that you're going to get fragments of. And I was having one of those days because I was dealing with nonsense. So LT calls, and I pick up the phone he's like hey man i'm like lt what's good he's like i gotta tell you some good news i'm like what he goes i'm gonna be on a radio show i'm getting interviewed on a radio on 1023 a guy named daryl dean he wants to talk to me about my story he's like man it's fantastic he goes no it's because of you i'm like no it's not because of me i said you're the one that walked the miles i was just lucky enough to share your story i was i'm i'm the lucky one of this equation you're the one that had to walk 13 years Right. You know, 13 years uh, of this life to share this story 20 years later. I'm just a message passer. No, he's like, this is because of you. This is because of you. So LT, this is fantastic. So he was on last week. I think last week he was on and he talked about, it was just, it was very, just humbling how thankful LT was of being on the Inspirate podcast. He mentioned it several times and he talked his story. The whole segment was about it. And I, I told LT, this is your story. This isn't about me. This isn't about Enspray. I'm just lucky enough to have a platform that I could share stories like yours, everyday people's stories. You don't need to say my name. You talk about you because you're the one walk the miles and your story will transform somebody else and will help somebody else's life. He did the complete opposite. He just kept talking about Enspray. <laughs> I'm, <like, laughs> I'm sitting there where uh, the kids, uh, they're like uh, popsicles with the principal. Okay. And so I'm walking around with my phone up to my ear because I'm listening to it and people are trying to talk to me and I'm just was antisocial just because I wanted to hear this. But it was just very, very humbling and flattering that mm-hmm. LT, once again, he, he was the, the coffee bean, the light switch for me because I was going to that spot where I just, I was done. I, I was done dealing with people. It's going to harden up, which I'm not. I'm like a giant fluffy pillow and, and he did it. He was that light switch. And three days later, he calls. He goes, hey, Daryl Dean wants to interview you. You, you want to be on the radio show. He wants you on the radio show. I wow. said, for what? He goes, he wants to talk to you about Inspirate. I 
It's at LT. I, I'm not the story. You're the story. Right. Well, he wants to talk to you. So Wednesday, next Wednesday at 6 p.m., I'm going to be on uh, 6.30. 6.30 to 7, I'm going to be on 102.3 on uh, Daryl Dean's radio show. That's and I'll have awesome. the link up and everything. But I was I was heading there. Mm-hmm. I was heading to that hardened spot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. You know, I, f- I felt that before. Just like how I asked you, did you f- have you felt that before? And I have felt that before. Mm-hmm. Where I said, why am I doing this? But then you have that catalyst, like your friend, that light that fire again, saying, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, makes you feel good. Yeah. And it's being the A is so unhealthy. And in my life, I know people who have been eggs for decades and decades and decades. And it's not healthy. And I don't want to be like that. So I just sometimes got to figure out a way when you're feeling like that. How, how do you get back to being the coffee bean and how quickly can you get back there? Because it's just um, the egg is not uh, not a healthy space to be in. So, are you on your way being back to coffee bean? Yeah, is this I, helping I, a little bit. It, you know what it does. And after work, I just I was like, you know, I'm gonna jump in the shower and I'm just gonna you know stay there and just wash the uh, uglies off. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, and just and just kind of you know let it go. Um, and then also like I love storms. So like there's, you know, we've got some storms are brewing outside. So that's always like it always changes like the pressure and the atmosphere, which just kind of helps me too. So and I knew I was coming here. And so I said, you know, I go, I got to get back. I got to get back to, you know, to Bev. I got to get back to Bev because the egg is not Bev. So are you back to Bev? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Somewhat. Yeah. Like what percent? Like 75%? 80%? Probably about like 75. Um, because I still, I have a problem with letting things go, especially when I know I'm right. <laughs> so are you going to be Elsa in your next video so you can let it go? Oh. <laughs> Tim often will sing that or he'll say it to me because he can't sing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I do need to because it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. No. So I think I'll have my last hurrah tomorrow where... I'm going to, on my one-on-one, have a little discussion and just say, you know, and just be honest and just say, listen, when you put forth so much effort and energy and time and creativity and you don't even get an honorable mention from your, your, you know, your ultimate manager, it's, it just is very disheartening and demoralizing. Why do I want to be a part of this environment if it's not promoting a, a positive feedback? Right. Everybody yeah. has to clock in and clock out during the yeah. day. Yeah. So as a leader, mm-hmm. I'm going to recognize that, and I'm going to make life as good as it can be for yeah. the time we're here. Right. And even though that sometimes jobs do suck, mm-hmm. and they are jobs, they're called work. Yes. Well, yes. what type of leader could transform that environment to, hey, we're going to have to shovel crap for eight hours, but we're going to sing a song, and I might dress up as a clown and shovel crap to make everybody laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, as you right. picture a clown shoveling yeah. crap, like with a big old hawk nose. I am actually having Big a shoes. Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> 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 I'm shoveling crap, kids. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it, it didn't do much for motivating me yes. this afternoon. Yeah, and it so, shut you off. Yeah. And, the and light was shut off. I lost so much time in the sense of, because I can I couldn't stop 
thinking about it and I wanted to see everybody else's video and you know it, again it just it just served as a uh, unwanted distraction and it was just not motivating so that doesn't help somebody in my position to go ahead and hit sales so needless all right to say, so we shoveled yeah. all the crap off this the sidewalk what what are the what are the pearls and diamonds and gems that you found underneath <laughs> the crap what are the good things that came out of this the good things that came out of this were i probably connected with some of the other students in my class if you will okay. and i think that even because i'm probably the oldest one in the class they have a better appreciation for me and they're and i think you know, actually, I had one of my classmates say, I wish that my parents were as cool as you are. It's a compliment, even though it's, <laughs> it's like, hey, by the way, you're old as hell. <laughs> right. But you're cool, old as hell. You're cool old as hell. Yeah. Um, you're like my parents, but cooler. Right. <laughs> but that meant a lot to me because, you know, I always tell people I do like to do like um, really creative like birthday parties and themes. Very creative. And, you know, I always like to tie in, um, you know, themes and, and, and just with everything. And so that's something I've always prided myself on. And I have to keep telling myself, okay, but these people didn't appreciate it. But there are people out there that did, namely some of my classmates. I appreciated it. It was well, amazing. thank you. It was thank absolutely you. amazing. Thank you. I had to do it. <laughs> this is going to sound horrible. I had to do a double take because I'm like, I'm like looking at the Red Queen. I'm like, that's you. <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch it again. I mean, just saying. That's you. And not only that, but your your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. There's a serious future coming out of her because she was very, very theatrical. Very. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. We're a theater kind of family. I'll it's, tell you. It's awesome. You know. It's so awesome. It's our uh, it's our gift to everyone. It, it is a gift. <laughs> it, it is a gift. It was fantastic. So. What What else did you take away from that? That were the positives. Um. I have to I have to remind myself because I, I don't want to appear to be a sore loser. That's something I don't want people to sore loser think, you know is different I mean? when you deserved one versus then you got yeah. But I just I don't want people to be like oh you didn't win so therefore you know you're gonna tear people down. No, if if people actually made an effort, I mean and more so more of an effort than just hi I can read off of a piece of paper. But that's the other thing too. In my class, my when we when we do these um, instruction type days, my instructor will say it will always pick me, always pick me to read like something on the slide because he always knows that I'm going to do it dramatically and with inflection and you know I'm going to put forth an effort. I'm not just going to go the coffee bean, a simple lesson to create positive change, sounding like a robot. Like, I bet you if you do that, the whole class will go up for grabs. <laughs> Just make a mockery of it. Right, I should, right? Oh, I would. Absolutely. It's like the first day of school photos. Right. Oh you make my a gosh. mockery out of oh. it. I know. Well, yeah, you're so good at <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, anyway, I, it's, I have to, you know, let it go. I know I do. Bielsa. I do. Let it go. Yes. It go. It's beautiful. Way yeah. to go. So, I just, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes. Is it Elsa that sings that or is it uh, Anna? No, it's Elsa. It's it definitely Elsa. Yes, yeah. Okay. She because she has to like go away from the castle because she's hurting everybody with her powers, and so then she creates this beautiful ice castle, okay. and then she starts to 
take down her hair and you know it all just yeah oh, here comes elsa right down the stairs right. sarah does look like elsa doesn't she yeah, she's more beautiful oh wow you like that sarah what did he mm-hmm. what did he do wrong i i, I sense i sense I he's trying wrong. to make up wrong. for I'm something like a lottery ticket that just keeps giving oh, dividends geez. wow <laughs> i should have worn my boots i didn't realize how <laughs> deep it was gonna get and how mm-hmm. quick yep <laughs> You got it at work and you're getting it here. You're getting crap all over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, no, thank you for brightening up my spirits, too, because sometimes just talking about it and laughing with you and spending some time, you know, seriously, you know, you grab a good friend, you, you you hash it out, you laugh. Yeah. They appreciate whatever you did, and you know maybe maybe that's just kind of what I needed. So I thought it was fantastic. Thank you. I, I really did. The video was very very good. Thank and, you. Uh, if we had a way of like editing out maybe stuff because I'm sure right. it's property of, of whatever, but sure. one day we'll show it, and it's a very good video. I was right. I was floored by it. I'm still <laughs> I'm speechless by it now. The amount of effort that went into that video, and yeah. I have seen some of these videos in this mm-hmm. industry that you're in, and they're crap. They, they're yeah. the biggest they're they're horrible yeah so your next video you should go in there and make a mockery of I all the you, it'll be like a parody of the other videos where you're <laughs> reading off the script literally and you could see your eyes going <laughs> going left to right, right like it's a bad right. teleprompter reader you're moving your head with it and you say right. like period you're like i enjoy reading this <laughs> sentence period space <laughs> everything is going to be good right. i probably would have won you should have I, I, that's exactly what i would do this next video i would go out there with a sword i would stick it in the ground and i would i would give a wave like this right? the entire time and i'm giving a one finger wave yeah. saying hey this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna blow it out of the water there you go there you go i'm telling you so anyway, thank you. I, no. I see my spirits. Thank you. Do you hear my spirits are much better? I, I hear many spirits. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a choir of spirits. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. we've had we've had a multiple week break. We, we have a thing yes. called life that happens between yeah. football and and uh, school. First day of school for your rascals and, and, and your rascals and my rascals. Yeah. And. A lot of things have been going on. So if you've been able to hear any of the, the recent shows in your life, and if you say no, that's okay because I, you have a very busy life. Right. You know, I um, have not really tuned. I started to listen to a couple of them, but then, of course, you know, unfortunately, life, life happens or, you know, the phone call happens and then everything always takes longer than it normally does. Right. But, um, but no, so I haven't listened to them in their entirety Uh to be to be honest with you. So the so. last one, I'm going to tell you this last one. Yes. This one was, it, it meant a ton. So there was a gentleman that I was, I, I didn't work out with him, but he worked out at the same time I did it. Okay. His name was Carl. So I got to know Carl over the years, mm-hmm. you know, over the last year during my transformation because we're the only two people that are insane enough to be working out at 5 a.m. But there's a few other 5 a.m.ers that were at the okay. gym. Okay. And I'd always ask him and talk to him, how are you? How was your weekend? And he said, yeah. oh, I took took my mom grocery shopping today. Or I took, I went up to my mom's and I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, and Carl doesn't look that old, you know, he, but he's, I think, late 50s maybe. Okay. He's late 50s. And I said, oh, how old's mom? Well, she's 90. She'll be 91. I'm like, stop. She got, She's living on her own? Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She. I, I take her out, you know, take her to the grocery store and we go to restaurants and it was just wow, I'm like that's so cool, and mm-hmm. I I love hearing stories like that of 
of just seniors that are they are as stubborn to live freely as could be i love it so he would tell me stories over time and she and the dogs now is here giving you many loves oh thank you nala thank you she like yeah oh relax okay okay no more loves see and she gives a face too she gives like a pout Mm -hmm. do one of those like move her nose did you teach her that i did she asked me to do something i'm like "Mm, (laughs) no But he would tell me about his mom mm-hmm. over time and just just story after story. And like he would give me little tiny slivers of okay. her life. So this podcast came together and it hit me just out of nowhere. It was like that thunderbolt that just came out. Mm-hmm. I want to interview your mom, Carl. Can I do that? Can I ask a favor of you and interview your mom? She's 90 years old, 91, going to be 91 in October. I'd love to hear her story. He said, Kyle, I'll ask, but I don't see it. I don't foresee it being a problem. I said, fantastic. So I got the green light to do it. And we set up a date. I asked okay. whatever's easiest for her. And he's like, well, whatever you want. I said, I'll come to her. We'll go up to her condo. Sure. You know, I'll bring up the equipment. We'll set it up. And I, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. Uh-huh. So I show up and it's this little tiny petite older lady, Aww. nine years old. And she was so excited. And Carl's the same height as I am. He might be a little bit taller than me. He's like 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, okay. And Miss Fearmeyer, she answers the door, and she's just so excited. And she has these cookies, these oatmeal cookies. Oh. And she has cornbread made. And she has little to-go containers. And she's telling me about it. And it smelled beautiful. I walked in there. I just wanted to eat the air. <laughs> And I said, Miss Fearmeyer, this is beautiful. I mean, you make your own cornbread? She's like, oh, yes, I make my own cornbread. I make it in cast iron pants. I said, what do you mean you make it in cast iron pants? Yeah. She goes, well, here's one right here. So I'm going to hand you my phone with her photo. And okay. she handed me this cast iron pant just like this. She handed it to me. We passed it off. Oh, my God. So the cast iron pan, Bev, yeah. I kid you not, was 20 pounds. And she handed it to me like how I handed you the phone. She's adorable. Oh, my god! Those cast iron pants were 100 plus years old. And they were in mint condition. And I look at our cast iron pan. It literally looks like it was oxidized. It was put through a a burner. And I go, Ms. Fearmeyer, how how do you keep these pans so nice? Just wipe them down. She said it so matter of fact. Thinking, then what am I wiping down wrong that mine do not look like this? Wow. But it was the most delightful oatmeal cookies ever. It, it was just. See, I knew you're holding out on me. They're all gone. Where's where where are these they're cookies? Gone. They are gone. G O N E gone. You didn't even save me one. Well, I put them here in the vultures, the the Walking Dead zombies I have here that we just don't feed, and <laughs> I put them down, not. and they just literally it's like a bunch of like <laughs> hyenas falling on an <laughs> elephant carcass, just tearing it apart. Because we don't feed our children in this house, as you could see. With, I guess. Yeah, they don't eat. So I bring home some type of treats, and literally they were gone. They like were disappeared. And there was like one single cookie. It was like the Bumpus Hounds from the Christmas story. Right. He like grabbed it and ran off. Like, what did you do? I wanted that cookie, and he, he ate it. He took the cookie. Oh my goodness! But it yeah. was beautiful. So her story was the true definition, I would say, of grit, of American grit. Mm-hmm. It fit every pillar of inspirate, of encourage, inspire, motivate. She was born in 1930 in a log cabin. October 4th, right? October 4th, 1930. See, I, rem- I remember. I, well, I told you I listened to part of it, part but of I remember it. that. So. Her father was killed. Yeah. 
it was a sheriff. He was building a home, couldn't complete the home. It was just one story after another of continue to live, continue to press on, right? Continue to. There's Nala giving kisses again. I wish we, we need to get a, a webcam right? where we can actually video this, <laughs> and the dog could just walk up and you could see. Right. Go. It's like Snarfs from <laughs> Christmas Vacation. <laughs> go Snarfs. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. And she she went through just situation after situation of just triumphs and then boom mm-hmm. something bad and then yeah. triumph uh she had twins did you hear did you get up to that part no i did not do you want me to tell you yeah please. spoil it yeah so she had twins her second set were twins 1950 oh. 1950 or 1953 okay well she swelled up because she was having twins retained water she goes into it how she called she called the doctor an idiot she's like that idiot doctor said i was eating too many sweets and ice creams and cakes she goes, and my wow. legs swelled up. She even knew the inches and how big her legs swelled up to from, from the water retention. So she had the baby on the way to the hospital. And then she thought she was pushing the afterbirth. She called it the placenta out. Yeah. It was the other baby. Oh, my gosh. And they were the two biggest twins ever to be born in the United States. And back then, twins weren't born. Like, I mean, now there's twins popping out. Right. Triplets, quadruplets. I mean, it's insane. Like 19 babies, wow. litters. And she ended up having the heaviest twins, national headlines, she said through all the newspapers that she had. One was like 8'6", and the other one was like 8'9". And she's literally the size of my leg. I was going to say. Yeah, just this little tiny petite body. And she had these two twins. And they were her number two and number three children. Well, she had the tragedy of her her dad being killed Mm -hmm. at four. Fast forward 20-something years. They both contract spinal meningitis. <gasps> unfortunately, one passes away. Oh, and the man. other one survives, and she has to go through therapy and, and a lot of, you know, child um, help, you know, to, to for modifications and, and whatever. I, I'm sure. not very familiar with spinal meningitis. Neither am I. Uh, yeah. it's, I, I just don't know it. But she, she told me that, and I just wanted to melt. I was like, wow. Like, it's unbelievable. So then she had she had other children and and went through her life more. And uh, her husband passed away. And she mm-hmm. and she's telling this story. And I can close my eyes and I can picture the movie. I can picture the book of her life, of Anne's life, of Miss Fearmeyer's life, from being a small child growing up in the Great Depression. I asked her, I'm like, what was it like as a child growing up in the Great Depression? She's like, we didn't know any better. We were already depressed. <laughs> You know, and sure. I asked, well, "What do you mean?" She goes, we, "We didn't, we didn't rely on anybody, so we mm-hmm. didn't know that there was a depression. The depression affected people who relied on others mm-hmm. for survival, for needs. We didn't need anything. We had everything here. We had food, we had land, we had oil. Right. We didn't need people. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know there was a depression. I was like, wow, amazing, absolutely amazing. That's, that's incredible." And the entire time, I just pictured like a Forrest Gump style story of generational triumphs and uh, a row bump, big row bumps. But she went right over them and kept moving. And as she's moving, she's coming up on to 91 years of of miles that she's walked with some detours along the way and a couple potholes that that, that almost flattened her. But she got back up and kept kept driving, kept driving through it. Absolutely amazing story. She went through the Great Depression, World War II, John Kennedy's assassination, 
Korea War. Well, Koreans before uh, John Kennedy's assassination. Vietnam. And then the 80s, 70s and 80s, yeah. 90s. She went from not having a TV mm-hmm. to having a TV on something the size of your hand with clarity that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It's a- absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. She went. She said she had gas lights in her house. You ever hear of a gas light? You know, I've I've heard of a gas light. I don't think I've ever seen. What do you think it is? I mean, literally, it's like there's gas being fed to it, and it's got an, an open flame. Yeah, you know, and it's it's piping throughout, like yeah. how we would have electrical conduit. Yeah, they have natural gas conduits. There's, there's no fire hazard there. Oh God, it's like a bomb. <laughs> it, it's insane. Please note my sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? it's you know, but like just um, like one of the things she probably experienced too was the whole um, idea of an ice box, like yes, growing up, my crisper, right, right. You know, but like literally an ice box was a box. You yeah. put ice in it. It wasn't, there wasn't refrigeration, you yeah. know, and I can kind of relate in some respects because my father-in-law will be turning 90 in March. So wow. he's kind of from obviously that. Tim's dad's going to be 90? Yeah. He's going to be 90. Yeah. So do you have Tim like at 50? He had Tim at, oh, what was it, 43? Yeah, boy. 43? Still hitting home runs. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> so No blue pill back then, Pops. <laughs> it's nasty. Right. I'm sorry. It's your father-in-law. Uh, you know, it's all right. Whatever. It's all right. But, okay. but it's interesting because, you know, he'll tell us, you know, stories about, you know, his family because and, and the whole, how the whole depression and then going off to war. They actually, Tim will tell the story about how, they used to have um, an ice and coal business. So obviously I'll talk about the whole ice box. So supplying mm-hmm. ice and, you know, coal to, to individuals. But then they had gone ahead and they had opened up an ice cream store. So it's, you know, we always say ice cream is in our blood or at least in their blood. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it'd be so cool. Well, what happened with the ice cream store? It went out of business because you had the Great Depression, which meant people didn't have money right and also too they couldn't get the supplies in order to make the ice cream and then you know everybody going off to war so there was no none of the boys you know bringing you know the gals in for you know date night kind of thing so it was kind of unfortunate you know i would have loved to have seen you know seen it but you know i would love to go just an old-fashioned ice cream Mm -hmm. shop I know. Like a fountain shop that you've seen. Love those places. It's like walking in like Disney and you mm-hmm. could like the, the ice cream stores or the candy stores and the yeah. smell yes. that you, I can just like start licking everything. And I like your comment about, I, you know, I could eat the air. I'm like, wow, that really, <laughs> I like that. I you, like that description. You can eat the air. Yeah. And we went to, when we were in Universal Studios, mm-hmm. it was some big chocolate factory. It wasn't Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Okay. But it was called the Chocolate Factory. It's this giant restaurant. It's a sweets restaurant, but it's like a food and it has like a seven day reservation wait for oh my it. Goodness. We walked in there just to check it out because you're allowed to do that. And they had a, a sweets area. They had, oh, they call it macaroons. Yes. They had yeah. those every color. Mm-hmm. It, I walked in there and I just was hearing just like angels and like beautiful <laughs> chimes. 
And I wanted to go through there and just like start taking just handfuls and eating like Cookie Monster, but not spilling it like Cookie Monster. I'm actually going to consume it. Right, right, exactly. It it was amazing. Exactly. Yeah, an old school ice cream shop. That would just be great. And they owned it. They owned it, yeah. Down in Decatur? No, actually, um, Tim's uh, dad is from Camden, New Jersey. So East Coast. Wow, so there's probably like some mob ties and stuff there. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Like, I, I laugh like about it because it's Mickey like... Mickey Fingers comes in there. Oh, my God. Hey, Sam, give me an ice cream soda here. <laughs> give me my envelope. <laughs> Shay, and you're going to give it to me yeah, right Shay. now, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get the wrath of the guns, hey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, he, he saw he saw a lot, you know, and then yeah. when the when the whole ice and coal and, well, the, the you know, ice cream shop folded, he was a roofer, which was really hard work really hard work so i can remember tim's dad always you know saying yeah i don't want to be a roofer i want to you know use my brain right i don't, don't want to use i don't i just to to be that laborious and the hot you know being up on a on a roof all day long yeah so so anyway so my father-in-law became a mechanical engineer instead wow so yeah yeah it's a similar story, probably to Miss Fearmeyer, to yeah. the, the whole grit of mm-hmm. literally going from the top of the top of the mountain to the to the valley, back to the top, back to the valley. But they keep getting back on the mountain. Right. They keep stepping on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I had a talk um, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, my uh, protected name. Someone called me, and, and they fell off the wagon. They okay. about eating or, or and they're having a problem with that. Sure. And he was he was it was very, very complimentary phone call. You know, you inspired me, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, You fell you fell off. It's like, yeah, I fell. Did you hit the valley? He's like, well, Yeah, I, for all the progress I made, I, I fell all the way back down to the beginning. Well, did you step back on the mountain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, well good. Now you've already got one step up on the mountain. You're not in the valley anymore. You, right. You know, you keep stepping up. Right. And that whole generation is the definition of keep stepping up the ladder. They could fall down the ladder, but they kept getting back on the ladder. And yeah. that's one thing I hope to God that these kids today, they they learn. It, scare, it scares me. It, it really does because everything is convenience. Everything yes. is matter of fact. It has to be now. There's no, there's yes. no really way of working for it. And that's one of the things Miss Fearmeyer said was you have to work for things. There's no freebies. There's no handouts. You, you right. have to earn what you have. You know, everything that you have, you can look around. And you can say, I earned that. That wasn't a freebie. Right. But it doesn't mean anything. It's free. Right. It's it's true. And we we deal with people that want instant gratification. Want it right now. Right now. Yeah. And and you know to your point you know Anne and her family they had to they had to work hard and they had to continue to work it it didn't come easy yeah but you appreciated it so much more when you like you said when you could say hey I I worked for this you know I I saved up for this as opposed to just throwing everything on a credit card and you know getting into credit card debt or whatever no I, we you know back in the day it was there was no credit cards it was you had to save up. And then go and, you know, make a purchase. And sometimes it took you a while to save up and do that, but you appreciate it so much more. You, you understand the, you know, the true fruits of the labor, what, what, you're able, what the payoff is, because it's not the actual item that you get. It's right. the feeling of what you've accomplished 
what what it took to get that item and those are the things that mean the most it's similar to your video on what what meant to you mm-hmm. to make that to put that together the the efforts that you made and you weren't recognized on it right but you continued your back up on the mountain you know it's yep. it sucked you got knocked off the mountain but now you're going back up on it you made another step it was very similar you know it, i didn't mm-hmm. even think of that parallel until now but that's a very very similar yeah. you know a message of no matter what Miss Fearmeyer or, or um, Mr. Barrett is that mm-hmm. Mr. Barrett? I Mr. don't know what Barrett. side of the family it was on, but yeah. uh, of yeah. his family, mm-hmm. but Mr. Barrett yeah. of that whole generation, it's uh, constantly you get knocked down, you got back up, mm-hmm. got knocked back down, got back up. Isn't that a song? It's Chumbawamba. <laughs> Chumbawamba came out in 1997. I'm like Rain Man with some songs. I was gonna say that was a good. I enjoyed that song. Chumbawamba. It was a very yeah. good song. Yeah, it was very. It's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but you know, I remember a lot of obscure things about that band too. Like the one, the one actress. No, that was what? Who sang "Tub Thumping"? That was another one from like '97. That that wait wasn't that was it? I thought it was wait Chumbawamba sang. That's what it is. That's tub thumping. Yeah. Let me check it out here. I get knocked down. Yeah, they were a year uh, an English band, weren't they? They were. I I I can't claim if they were English or Scottish or. But I think that they were from that that region. Yeah. Were they English? I'm not sure. English, Scottish. There it is. There it is. This song came out my freshman year of college. Really? Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was a fr- <laughs> I was a I was a freshman in college. This song came out. I, I really enjoy this song. It's like a fresh, clean song. Yeah. Let me turn it up a little bit more. Right? But I, I just, back to a serious note, though. I yeah. mean, seriously, it's Miss Fearmeyer and Mr. Barrett. That was that whole generation's right. of going through, embracing the suck, battling the suck. Yeah. And that was sort of a little bit of the undertone with the kids, with mm-hmm. my kids leaving a school they'd been at, and they've been comfortable and sure. they've been sooner or later they're going to have to embrace uncomfortable and yeah. they haven't they've mm-hmm. never felt uncomfortable because mm-hmm. i mean to our fault it's our fault we haven't provided uncomfortable or they haven't mm-hmm. really had to experience what uncomfortable is but you have that situation of mr fear uh miss fearmeyer and, and mr barrett going through uncomfortable time and time again right. and that just creates grit that become that becomes a work working callus Exactly. They just keep getting healed over. This is a text that I, I wrote a friend of mine. And I'm just going to say, uh, I won't say his name just because keep privacy here. But I shot him this text uh, the other day. Where is that at? That was this week. We started school this mm-hmm. week. said 105 minutes until the Hastings kids learned the first lesson in uncomfortable adaptation. New school, new environment. They adapt to you, and you change their environment. Pretty high-level talk for little kids, but it's what I said. Right. That it's uncomfortable adaptation. That you you guys didn't have a choice in this adaptation. Exactly. It's being forced on you by us. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to suck. But how are you going to rise to it? 
you know, the, the best things come from hard work, mm-hmm. being uncomfortable, carrying right. that heavy load. And for them in their little worlds right now, the right. last two days was a heavy load. They were uprooted and they were placed in something they didn't have a choice over. Sure. But sure. they adapted. Mm-hmm. I was nervous as hell. The, the I first bet. day. I just bet. petrified because they came from Disneyland. They came from a very mm-hmm. warm and, yes. uncom- and and very comfortable spot. It's mm-hmm. great, great spot they came from. Hands down, fantastic spot. But our family needed to make that change. We, sure. we needed to make it for our family. And they didn't choose that. And it was uncomfortable. And it was a, a fall down the mountain, maybe, mm-hmm. a little bit, specifically for the older one because she was established. Right. Now she's starting new. Yep. So I asked her, and I told her this. I said, two years from now, when you're going into high school, there's you go from 80 kids to 2,000 kids. What type of fall is that going to be? Very true. Very true. So Very now you've true. now you've already learned this lesson at seventh grade of what uncomfortable is of a- adapting, you mm-hmm. know, adapting, having them adapt to your environment. Right. You be the coffee bean, and I've I have said that to him the last couple of days at school. Right. Be the coffee bean. Mm-hmm. You change the environment. Don't let this environment change you. Exactly. Because you're going to see some good kids, and you're going to see some clowns, you know, and you're and you're going right. to see all different flavors of the ice cream. Mm-hmm. But you're the cone that the ice cream has to go in. Exactly. And you you change your, you change the environment to let the environment change you right. and again the coffee bean more or less it's the it's coffee true. bean philosophy it's true you know and you know i can speak from you know what we're going through i know that um you know my son really misses your son mm-hmm. but here's what i told him i said it doesn't matter what school you go to right that doesn't mean that you can't continue to be friends and foster you know a very strong friendship i go it's all what you make it so, you know, he's like, yeah, you're right. And I go, don't worry. We'll get, we'll get some play dates. You Everything know, it'd be fun. Don't say play dates. Well, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they, what do they, what do the kids call it now? Uh, they call it play dates. <laughs> That's what the kids <laughs> call it now. They call it play dates. So, but I mean, we'll get them together and yeah. then, you know, but honestly, um, you know, we've, we've had multiple friends that have left, you know, the school that the kids were going to. We still hang out. Why? Because right. we're friends. Yes. That's yes. what it's about. Birds of the same feather fly together. Right? Is that, that, but yeah. really, is that how it is? Yeah. It's, that's the honest. We have another uh, a set of friends, too. Same thing. We'll see them forever yeah. from school. You know? You, and and the ones that you know that you're not going to see, it's mm-hmm. formalities. I, there was a Facebook right. or an Instagram, something that went around. Uh-huh. It was the best. It, it said something like, well, you know how people say, well, let's get together for drinks soon. Yes. When you haven't seen anybody for years or yes. that old high school friend or the mm-hmm. or the old friend from the neighborhood or somebody from your own community. Right. We should get together for drinks soon. So instead of saying that, saying, it was good to see you. I probably won't see you again. And I wish you the best. Just be honest. Right. Can you imagine though, the look on some people's faces? They wouldn't know how to take that. They'd I'm be like, like I'm going to start saying that. Are you ready for that down there? If me start, I, I will start saying that. Oh, let's get together for drinks soon. I'll look them right in the eye. Say we're probably never going to get together for drinks, but you're a nice person, and I wish you the best. You know, I got to we'll probably list. see you soon. I got a list of oh, people. I, got, I have a list of people. My mind right now looks like the Matrix movie with numbers right? falling, but right? just names. Of people, let's get to get get together for drinks soon. No, we're not going to get together for drinks soon. I'm going to be honest with you, and it's not going to happen. It's very kind that you're saying that to passively band-aid this awkwardness of 
you running into me. It sounds good. Sounds great, but I won't see you ever again. And that's okay. You're a good person. Our lives just don't cross. Exactly. They have no reasons to cross. Right. And guess, guess what? <laughs> Sometimes you don't want It's really them cold to and cross. shallow, but it's honest to God truth. But it's true. How many times have you heard that? Oh, You're all the time. Up. All the time. Bad, it's so good to see you. Let's get together for drinks. Yeah, and what I and, I want to be like, yeah. Bless you. No, you um, see the, like the window? The oh. pressure changed. See? I'm telling you. Think, hold on. Let me see if there's tornadoes and stuff. See, I love tornadoes. Oh, I've yeah. never seen a tornado. Yeah. I'm the goofball that's out there in the middle of a storm praying like Lieutenant Dan. Really? With the hurricane, love it. I see a bolt of lightning, and I'm running like the dog with my tail tucked. <laughs> Yesterday, there was lightning. We're walking through the parking okay. lot, and I was just, oh, wow. Yeah, there's some good storms coming. Really? Look at that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. See, I love tornadoes from the sense of, you know, throw that siren on, and we're going in the basement, and the kids are scared. The but sirens are horrifying. I know, but it's just horrifying. like, you know, mayday, mayday. So we run in the basement, and we've got all of these big like beanbag chairs. Yeah, I'm showing so you this photo. Hold on, I'm listening to you. Keep we going. We kind of we kind of go ahead and like make like a makeshift I don't know like bed area that will like land. And yeah. seriously, I will fall asleep. And then Tim is waking me up at like midnight, and I'm like, "Would you just leave me be? I'm comfortable on my makeshift beanbag chair bed." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm outside looking for it because I want to see it. I want to see what this actual. You really want to see a twister, don't you? I do. So. My friend Alan, good friend of mine, Alan, from way back in the day. Mm -hmm. We all talk around the same text group. Do you remember those tornadoes that went through the northwest suburbs or the west suburbs last week? Yes. Yes. So he sends me this photo. (gasps) That was in his front yard. It was a tornado. Are you kidding? He sent it to me, and here's the first thing I thought. Maybe you haven't been duped with these text messages, but sometimes there's text messages like this, and you look at it, and there's a, a gentleman sitting there. I don't know if you've ever seen those text messages. Yeah. They sit there and there's a tornado hanging off of his right. cloud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a spoof. So I'm tr- the guy's name is Barry Wood. It's like okay. a text that's gone, or it's gone around for sure. probably the last year. And we'll, that's all we do is try to dupe each other on the Barry Wood text. So I'm on this looking for Barry Wood, seeing where his tornado's hanging right. out. <laughs> but it's a real tornado. Right wow. in front. And I've never seen a real tornado. Never seen it. Never, See? And I can't wait. That's on the bucket list. Is I want to go out to the Great Plains during tornado season. And I want to be one of those wackos with some gigantic camera, like Tom Skilling, crying, oh look God. at the tornado. <laughs> Storm I want chaser. To see it. But as soon as a bolt of lightning <laughs> comes, game over. Done. Retreat. I'm done. Retreat. I'm screaming like a Girl Scout at the Bieber concert. <laughs> Just high pitch running. Uh, arms flailing like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, not kind of wood. We haven't any tornadoes around here. I know, I know. You know why? Why? This is honest to God. I, I heard this from Skilling. This was on the on. So Tom Skilling, for the people that listen to this out of state or maybe even out of country in India, and Tom Skilling is the Chicago newscat weatherman, mm-hmm. and he's a meteorologist. He's recognized as an icon. They might put a statue next to Jordan of Tom Skilling. I could definitely see that. Because if oh, you yeah. say Tom Skilling, first thing you think is weather. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's synonymous with weather. Uh, I mean, amazing. Yeah. So he he did something on, uh, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say 99% sure, just because I don't want to get hammered by the, the judge of internet world, okay. judges of internet world, that tornadoes dissipate by the time they hit the Cook County region because of the heat that gives up, gives off of Lake Michigan and the city. It, it lessens the magnitude of the storms 
That's why tornadoes never, you never hear of really any tornadoes that are from 355, which is the Chicago suburbs, north-south expressway, I-80, which is the Chicagoland suburbs, south expressway, Mm -hmm. and really north of Lake Cook Road. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because of the heat, the heat signature that comes off of the city and comes off Lake Michigan. Wow. So when you're bored tonight thinking of the Red Queen winning that Oscar that you got snubbed on <laughs> by some independent film from from Taiwan. Oh, look yeah. look up look up Tom's the the why tornadoes dissipate before they hit See, Cook County, before I, they hit the Chicagoland area. Wow. I'm gonna yeah. have to look it up. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And if it's that. wrong we'll cover it next week. And if I'm wrong, but I'm ninety nine percent sure it's, okay. that's that's the right reason for tornadoes. That's why we just don't see him. Now watch, there's going to be a tornado that's going to come through. Oh my gosh, it's going to be my fault. (laughs) I blame Kyle. Damn it, Kyle, you. (laughs) That's what I'll be doing. I'll be in my basement going, damn you, Kyle. (laughs) It's like fade to black like a movie. Then we'll go into the next sitcom and you'll be fine. (laughs) Just screaming. Right. Like a villain. (laughs) Like Cobra Commander that just got captured. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh. Wow! See, I I learned something new. You did, and and you feel better. I do. You feel better. Thank you. Do do you hear? Do you hear the difference mm-hmm. in my voice? And yeah, because your eyes were all bloodshot. You're like halfway like wanted to cry, and you're angry, yeah. and you had oh. like some flushing of the face, and yeah, that's not of, me. No, you know, I mean, yeah. you know me. That's not me. No, I'm much I'm much happier. You are, <laughs> you are. But I understand the feeling of getting kicked yeah. and the hardening of it of why am I doing this? Why am I subjecting myself mm-hmm. to this nonsense of even if I'm not being, I'm not even being recognized. If yeah. you, if you got a kudos, Hey Bev, this was awesome, but right. you didn't place just a recognition that would have changed this entire dialogue. Just yeah. a recognition. You, you might've been a little crusty that you didn't get placed, yeah. right. but you got recognized. Yes. And that's probably the biggest takeaway of this hour and nine minutes is mm-hmm. recognize somebody. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't matter how, or how much effort you put into it. If it's a simple smile, mm-hmm. it'll change your day. Totally. Or a simple thank you, two words. Or a simple good job. Well, these are all two words. Yeah. That's common core math. Good job, thank you, mm-hmm. a smile. It's amazing. And Something how much so effort simple. did that take? Right? None. It's free. Zero. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, a smile. So that's we're gonna end on that because we, we've been already been talking for an hour and ten minutes. I can't even believe it. Hour and ten, well, an hour nine forty, and it's coming that's up on ama- hour nine forty-five. That's absolutely amazing to me. So. Yeah. No, so, thank you. That's it. We got good thank too. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to recognize since we have it, and I'm not gonna do some heavy production work because I still have to get a script. But I got a sponsor, a show sponsor. Really. It's called T N M Tire out of Crestwood, Illinois, and there's one in New Lenox, Illinois, and there's one, I believe, in Houston. Wow. And so TNM Tire sponsored the Inspirate podcast. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. It's huge. Thank you. It's huge. They're a brand new sponsor. Uh, if you guys need tires, look up TNM Tire. It's literally just came in. He just committed to it. I told him, you got to write me up a script so I can read it, like do like a, a formal commercial I could put on, like how I, I do with our other sponsors, which is Plermo's Pizza of 63rd. Nice. Located in Frankfurt, Maryville, and 63rd Hamlin. I even have it memorized. It's how many times I've read it. <laughs> and our founding our founding sponsors is uh, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialists, Dr. Chris Vittori and Dr. Amit Dakrar. They are podiatry doctors, DPMs, and our family's all seen them. 
I know that I've got, I got uh, Vittori uh, insoles. Uh, no, orthopedic. Is it orth- not orthopedic? Orthotics. I said that right? Orthotics. He's going to kill me. Right. Uh, yes. They're insoles because I got bad feet. I got like my, my arches are low. So this helps helps out with my shin splints. And uh, they're our founding sponsor. So I wanted to say those three. Thank you so much. Yes. We had a family that sponsored the microphones. And I'm going to get once I want to get, they're going to be called the Parsons Microphones. So they bought the microphones. More or less, they covered the expense for the microphones. Sure. But these are going to be called the Parsons microphones. And I'm going to get a sticker. I'm going to take a photo of it. Nice. That you, you want to, that could be Amy or Rob because this is the Parsons family uh, microphones. What's, what do you want to speak into? What do you want to name that microphone? Um, I think I'm going to go Amy. It's going to be called Amy. So you're talking yeah. to Amy and yeah. I'm talking to Rob. Yeah. So you're talking. Yeah. So this is Amy and Rob. We're talking into everyone. Very cool. So. Hello, Rob. This is the microphone, and say hello, hello to Amy. Hello, Amy. This is your microphone. Yeah, and they're they're show contributors. Uh, they they believed in it, and I was just really taken back by it. it really, really taken back that people love listening to this. I had my first uh, out out of the box call, more or less. It was really? a message. I don't know if you you saw this or not. I posted it because I, I was think re- I saw it on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, uh, it was, a LinkedIn message came in because I, I put it on LinkedIn. There's a lot of drivers, commuters, and that's how I list. That's how I learned of podcasts was during my commutes in and out of work or driving mm-hmm. around doing my job. And he shot me a message saying, hey, I worked with you 15 years ago, more or less. I think it was 15 years ago. And he just asking for help on transforming. You know, he, he listened to one of the shows. He said, I, that was me. You guys were talking about me. Wow. Uh, it was with uh, Josh Patton with his weight loss. Yes, yes. And he asked for help. I was so just thrown off by that. I mean, more or less a stranger. I'm, I'm a stranger to him. I couldn't tell you who he is if you walked in the room. I, I know the name after he told me. And, sure. And, but I, I can't draw his face. can't think of the face. But can you imagine a set of stones it takes to reach out to a stranger saying, hey, this this inspired me. I need help. Or I could you direct me into where I could... I can get get mm-hmm. myself going again. Very brave. It's amazing. You know, it, it, it's absolutely amazing the, the the amount of you know I don't even know the word to say. I mean, it's just tough as hell. I'll just say that. Yeah. That that's that's a bad dude that can reach out. Anybody is a is a tough sob that can openly reach out and say, you know, hey, it. could you help me? Absolutely, I can. If someone took the time, to, just like the acknowledgement, if someone could take the time mm-hmm. to ask or perform and do something that's out of the ordinary, the least I can do is acknowledge it with a smile or that's great or that's awesome yeah. or thank you. You know, one of the two. And he did that. And I was on the phone with him for about a good hour the other night. And that was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And there's been thank yous and uh, other recognitions, but that was the first, like, wow. Uh, he took time to even write the, I mean, it was a beautiful paragraph he wrote. And it's been this last six weeks yeah, this has been what six weeks we're recording, probably since the middle of July. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some of these stories that have came out is it, just it's just it's awesome. It, it's absolutely awesome, and there's a lot of growth that's coming. I uh, I'm gonna be on that radio show. We're gonna talk talk to Mr. Daryl Dean into a whole different community uh, that I'm used to. 
you know, I, I more or less, this is all throughout social media, like my connections and stuff. Sure. Uh, I'd love to know who the other states, the people in the other states are listening to, because there's majority of the states now are have clicks on, they actually listen to it. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. Yeah. And, but some of the people that I do know are the feedback givers. And now I'm going to be introduced to a community where I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm literally a stranger going in there mm-hmm. and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. That's great. Yeah, I can't wait. So it's been fun. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to my microphone, Robert, and Bev's microphone, Amy, the Parsons family. And we'll keep going. One day I was telling Sarah, we'll actually maybe have like a studio because this thing is just awesome, awesomer. And we won't be sitting here at the kitchen table while you're in your pajamas looking like you're about to fall asleep because we have a 4 a.m. wake-up call to do some workouts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Bev, rock on. Is it, Thank who you. Who said that, Wayne? Thank you. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Yes. All right. You have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>